Hey, hey, it's Steve Rodriguez, your host of TAG's podcast, talking about gay sex, and super excited that tomorrow night we are live celebrating World Pride as well as the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. That's right, we will be live on our Facebook page from 8 to 8.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Bring your questions, comments, or just wish us a happy World Pride, and we will shout back out to you. Really, communicate to us. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tags podcast from 8 to 8.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time tomorrow, Wednesday, June 26. If you're in New York... Join us. Join us live. Email me at steve at talkaboutgaysex.com and I will give you all the details. The pre-party begins at 6.30 p.m. in the Chelsea neighborhood of New York City. For today's episode, I didn't want to leave you hanging. We have episode 92 re-airing this week and it's with Davey Wavy. Many of you know Davey Wavy from Himeros.tv and all the great, hot, sexy work that he's doing there. I really enjoyed this conversation with Davey Wavy as well as being a guest on his show. And I really loved our conversation that Jeremy and I had with Davey. Check this out. It's episode 92. And join us if you can, live tomorrow night, Wednesday, June 26th for our live World Pride 50th anniversary of Stonewall celebration. Happy Pride. Test, can you hear yourself? Yeah. Sounds sure? good. I love it with the headphones that we have to do it like every time now because it sounds... I agree. I can hear myself and I can also, it like overextends when I over talk someone. So... Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, here in New York City, a very snowy New York City today. We got one of our early snowstorms, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, my gosh. We've been away for a minute. We have. You have. You were just back home celebrating your friend's birthday party Mm -hmm. in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I was in... uh, uh, which how was that? That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, we good. went to a martini ice bar outside. Oh. It's a very uh, Boston thing to do, uh, an outdoor party thing. Right. But it was uh, all bonfires and then actual ice sculpture bars with all different types of martinis. And one one side was all Hennessy drinks, and then this side was all uh, martini drinks. So different versions of martinis: cucumber, ginger. Yeah, just a whole but list of. Obviously, it's outdoors, so you dressed in all all parts and hats and you can barely see anyone's face it's like literally uh, everyone's bundled up before, but it was a lot of fun bonfires. so you buy tickets to it and it was uh, 200 people all outside at uh, at an inn and it had like a big outdoor area and it was cool and all ice sculptures everywhere and it was really cool and fun and heating lamps and bonfires and stuff. It was very cool. Someday I want to try that. Yeah. Well, you'd you were like there. It. I was in my bathing suit in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> With braids. Celebrating my dear friend's um, 50th birthday. We had so much fun. For yeah, those it looked you, a you blast. Know, Puerto Vallarta. It's so... It's my home away from home. It's where I want to eventually gay paradise. have a place. Not only gay, but it's it's yeah. in the zona in the romantico zone. It's they've got major gay, but it's kind of that kind of place where you make it your own. Mm-hmm. So if you want to party and go to the 
bar club scene. And by the way, they've stepped it up dramatically. Mm-hmm. You can do that. But if you want to just be a homebody and you can do that. I mean, Which is cool. There's You're in the jungle in certain parts. Yeah. We were on a boat ride that took us to another part of Puerto Vallarta, a little more remote, but and saw, you know, just amazing fish and you can snorkel and just really rich, dense culture. But then of course the boys were out and about and it happened of to be course. bear week. Oh, cool. You know, the bears are I love how they just keep, you know, getting their thing everywhere. And yeah. so it was bear week, so we were competing with the bears, which we loved. <laughs> um I went with my sister and she adored it and we rented a really cool Airbnb that had a rooftop with an infinity pool and this sexy bartender. And we just had a lot of fun. That's cool. Can't recommend going there enough. Um, our Instagram, by the way, talk about gay sex. For those of you, I know I heard the bad news. I know. We're going to have a guest on shortly. Uh, a lot of you know him. His name is Davey Wavy. He's been doing YouTube videos for so long. He's a phenomenon at this point. <laughs> he has a current site called Himeros.tv. I was recently a guest on his podcast. He's returning the favor and being on our show. Thank God he will be on the show a little bit later. He's going to talk a little bit about censorship, which we've been talking about, censorship of our gay sexuality that we've all been seeing via Tumblr. His was YouTube, and we all know what's going on. Um, I am dealing with our Instagram account and doing my best to get it back so that you guys can follow us. But if not, I will start a new one and the new one will be called tags podcast, T A G S podcast, but I will let you all know. And a big shout out to our Patreon fans. We've got some new ones coming through and thank you so much for coming through. Yes. We love all the support. Exactly. Patreon just supports us and keeps us doing what we love to do. You can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Recently, I just this week posted a blog post and images of artist Miguel Angel Reyes, who I used to know in Los Angeles, who drew me here in my apartment during a period in my leather, um, my leather phase that mm-hmm. I was exploring. And I mention you, Jeremy, because I talk about what drew me to wanting to explore the BDSM mm-hmm. leather community. And the climax was entering the Mr. Eagle contest. Mm-hmm. There was a film made by, by that whole experience by one of our former guests, Rico Noguchi. It gets harder, which you can find the link on that. And I really just talk about why I got into it, what it meant for me, where I am now with it. But more importantly, you get to see these, uh, depending on your membership level, the (laughs) fun sketches that were um, naked and leathered out during that time period. Patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Well, Jeremy, I'm so excited today. I was recently a guest on Davey Wavy's uh, podcast, Hemeros. He has a huge platform, uh, Davey Wavy, that he founded online, Hemeros.tv. It will enhance your experience of sex and sexuality through juicy, erotic videos by watching other men explore sex. You'll learn new ways to improve your own sexual experiences and fulfillment. Uh, 
Uh, most of us, he says on his site, you learn about we learn about gay sex from porn that we watch, but porn isn't created just to teach you about pleasure, connection, or the power of your sexuality. Himeros.tv will take your sexuality to the next level. And Davy Wavy, welcome to talk about gay sex. Welcome. <laughs> hey guys, how are you? That's quite the ad spot. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good intro, and I was very excited to be on your show uh, recently. Yeah, and that was a great episode. Exactly. Yeah, to it, it, was, together. it was a lot of fun. Thank you for doing that. One of the other guests that you had on the show that day was Finn Deerhart. Finn, who is a sex coach out in San Francisco, um, was awesome, and he's doing a bunch of upcoming events here in New York City that I'm going to attend and that are all about exploring through Tantra, our bodies, and, and kind of like what you're doing with Hemeros, kind of expanding just the porn, but using hot sexual images and video to kind of teach us to dig a little deeper. But can you tell us a little bit of why you, just, why you started this? Yeah, you know, when I was uh, like... 19 years old, I remember being in college and I remember this instance where I was laying in bed with the guy that I was seeing at the time. We had just fucked and I was covered in calm and, you know, just basking in the glow. And he looked at me and he was like, Dave, you know, having sex with you feels a lot like porn. And I looked at him and I was like, wow, like, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to say, and the problem is. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, my experience of sex was only what I had seen on a computer screen. Um, of course, you know, it, he he wasn't meaning it as a compliment, um, and it took me years to kind of realize what he was what he was actually getting at. Um, now that I'm older, you know, I, I realize that what we see in porn is, uh, you know, it's designed to arouse you. It's designed to turn you on and, and make you come. And it's really hot and super effective at doing that. But it's not designed to teach you about pleasure or connection or what feels good for you or to voice your desires, to communicate with your partner. Um, and, you know, porn isn't isn't supposed to do those things. Um, but what we're doing with Himeros is kind of a little experiment. It's like, all right, we enjoy watching porn. What's it like if we sneak some strategies or messages or techniques or things that people can actually use to um, be constructive in their experience of sex? What if we can sneak all those things into the porn that you watch? So, you know, after you watch a clip, you might, you know, jerk off or, or think that it's really hot, but you also might learn a thing or two. Um, and, and that's the uh, that's the idea with it. So, I mean, I, I am developing this content for my audience, but I'm also, you know, developing it for that 19 year old version of myself covered in cum in my <laughs> in my college dorm room. Um, and the idea is that you know I don't have all the answers, um, but that I'm kind of opening this door, and the invitation is for my audience to kind of step through, hold my hand, and and see what we discover by working with people like Finn and tantric instructors and sex coaches, um, because there's a whole new, there's a whole other world beyond, um, you know, of our sex and sexuality beyond what's depicted in porn. I give you so much props for that. I think it's so great. I think, uh, in general, people think of men and our sexuality as very simplistic, but with things like this, and we've had other people like uh, Master Joshua on the show who talks a lot about exploring our BDSM 
proclivities and just in general sexuality, I think it's really important, especially since porn can really be so addictive. But I love that you're using something, you're not saying porn is bad, you're using something that we already, you know, you're not trying to change us, but using those models, but then trying to push our boundaries a little bit to dig a little bit deeper into sex. And I think that's really noteworthy and you should be commended for that. And it's good to learn something uh, as in terms of something that you can take away from it rather than just getting off too. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, I call it dipping the broccoli in chocolate. So you have kind of like the good message at its core and then you just got to package it in a way that people um, it's enticing. Want to consume it. Yeah. 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 It turns out <laughs> porn's pretty good chocolate. It's pretty enticing. <laughs> One of the things that came up recently, and we, um, I wanted to dig into some hot gay sex topics. Uh, I was reading a story on Queer Tea recently, and it turned out it was talking about Himros TV, and it was a story about Calvin Banks, uh, adult gay performer, that the quote was, my dad was my first blowjob. And I was, of course, immediately struck by that because I just thought like wow that's so you know for him to say that and then I realized it was on uh, himrose.tv that um, he made that confession Um, obviously Calvin was opening up about his early dealings with uh, uh, incest unfortunately his father and and I read the full story But he was really trying to tell uh, a larger issue, I think. Can you tell us a little bit about Calvin Banks and what you discovered with that? So um, last summer we did a project in Joshua Tree, California, and we invited uh, four models out into the desert with uh, two tantric instructors and then, um, you know, a film crew. And we filmed some really juicy, fun, erotic content for Himorose.tv, which is up on the site. Um, But we also created four different YouTube documentaries, one for each of the models. Uh, And Calvin, of course, was, was one of those models. And in his story, he really opened up in a very honest and courageous way about the sexual uh, abuse that he experienced as a child uh, from his father and how that's impacted the porn that he does and the sex that he has and the relationships that he keeps. Um, and it was really this beautiful, uh, you know, 18 minute long documentary uh, that, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. There's, there's moments of it that are, you know, hot and exciting. And then there's mo- moments that are really emotional and heartfelt. And there's like, you don't know whether to like, you know, jerk off or cry mm-hmm, <laughs> at right. certain parts. Yeah, part. it's a complicated situation, um, clearly, just yeah. by the topic. But yeah, um, and and I mean, to to create the content that we create, a lot of it is about vulnerability and mm-hmm. authenticity. So you know, when you're working with a tantric coach and Joshua Tree, when it's 106 degrees out for four days you know, stuff comes up, <laughs> it gets real. Mm-hmm. Um, and Calvin was brave enough to, to really share his story. And I'm honored to be able to, to share it on, uh, on my YouTube channel. One of the things that I think I was struck with when I first read, because obviously it's a headline that is controversial. He's, it's obviously about incest. And I think it's going to draw a lot of people to want to click on that and read. But he really did have a story that he was opening up up about himself that was personal that he has dealt with it sounds like or is dealing with 
through various forms of you know therapy and tantra because I watched a little bit of the video that you have posted but for those that don't know the full story um, his he really did have a message on why he wanted to open up about this can you talk a little bit about that yeah you know I think um, I mean there's there's different layers to it right and I think that part of what Calvin recognizes is that he has a platform and that a lot of people look up to him. Um, and you know, though he wouldn't say it in these words, I think, um, part of his reason for sharing his story this way was to give a, um, to give courage to other survivors of sexual abuse, um, to maybe share their story or to talk to someone or to reach out to a therapist and to start the process of, of healing. Um, I think, you know, he knew that this was going to get a lot of eyeballs and, and he's as aware as anyone else that, you know, the headline of my dad was my first blowjob is, is, is going to get clicks. Um, and I think in this instance, it was really to start a, uh, to start a conversation, um, for folks and, and, and to help people find courage and, and strength. And I understand that the uh, the YouTube video of Calvin was taken down. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll get a little more into censorship because we've experienced it on our end, but I want, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's like, all right, take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I posted the video and... Uh, and it immediately got a lot of traction mm-hmm. and a lot of great responses from, from folks saying, you know, like this, this is so helpful. Like, thank you for sharing this. I feel like I'm not alone. Right. And, um, within the first, I think, uh, overnight it had 67,000 views, which, wow. which, you know, for my YouTube channel is, is, is a lot. Yeah. Um, any YouTube channel, any YouTube like, channel. Yeah. <laughs> and it had yeah. that, that title for, uh, just the tagline at the start oh, of the video. Father. Yeah. 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 So overnight it got a lot of views and a lot of traction and a lot of coverage Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, less than 24 hours into it, the, uh, I got a notice from YouTube that the video had been locked, which essentially means that it's only viewable to me that you can't find it if you search for it or if you go to my YouTube channel and all of those sites. I hate these words that they use. They must've consulted so many lawyers because (laughs) we'll talk about my experience recently with Instagram and being disabled. Mm -hmm. Yours is locked. And it's like, you're in this, this limbo land Mm -hmm. of, you know, you're, what does that really mean? Like an abyss or a black hole of just censorship. They just say we deleted it for good. Sorry. Try again. But (laughs) right. Like just be, just be real with us about about what this is. Sort of like esoteric, like, words what does that mean <laughs> yeah well on youtube you, you can get demonetized you can get age restricted oh, you God. can get locked or you can get a strike <laughs> like there's there's oh. all these wow and it's it's all just a bunch of well anyway so so this was the notice that i got mm. and the explanation was that the video had misleading tags for people who don't use youtube when, when you upload a video mm-hmm. you have to kind of tell youtube what the video is about by sure. Um, by listing tags. And so I use the tags, Calvin Banks, Davey Wavy, Himrose.tv, gay porn, gay sex, sex and porn. Like those were the seven tags. And I mean, this is a gay porn star mm-hmm. yeah. talking about sex on a shoot where we're filming gay sex. I mean, it, the tags were not misleading, mm-hmm. um, but that was YouTube's quote unquote reason for, for, for locking the video. Of course, you know, it, we all know that that's maybe the reason that they tell you, Yeah, but 
the real reason is because, you know, I think fundamentally they don't want, they're very, um, I think apprehensive of having sex content on their platform Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I can understand the, you know, they don't want to have explicit, uh, sexual content. That's their prerogative. If, that's what they want. Mm -hmm. But something like this is, you know, educational. It's an important video for people to see. Um, it is not sexually explicit. Um, but they're kind of using, uh, use the, the kind of metaphor of this like digital cannon to shoot, you know, an ant is, is what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So there's all this content like mine that gets swept up as collateral damage in their effort to, you know, essentially neuter the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put us in that category too, because obviously with the <laughs> podcast called talk about gay sex from the get go, right. <laughs> I thought, you know, years ago, uh, I had had, and we still have, my sister and I have a, uh, progressive pulse.com and it's lifestyle. But one of the things that we always got like critiqued for was what are you, are you fashion? Are you art? And you know, when I came around to do this podcast this time around, I thought, okay, I'm going to be really specific. Direct. And yeah, just be talking about gay sex. (laughs) Well, I didn't realize that we were heading into, and I would get, would like to hear your take on this. We've been talking about this a lot on the show of this recent. And what I mean by recent, Maybe it's the Trump current administration of censorship and taking things away, taking things away, particularly from at least our LGBTQ. We could go into the list of all the things that have been taken away, but obviously Tumblr is comes to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is quote disabled. Your YouTube, um, Facebook has just come out with certain rules on on certain things that you can and cannot post. I was on uh, Scruff and I think Grinder or Scruff where you can no longer post sexually suggestive photos of you even in a Speedo. It has to be. So do you think that, I mean, am I right? Are we in a current state of just criminalizing anything that is gay, sexualized, or what's your take on this, Davey? Yeah, well, I mean, the trajectory of all these things, and, and let's not forget, like Craigslist, personal connections, like that. That is oh, now. I forgot about that. We one. forgot. Yeah. About, <laughs> no, seems like let's a million years ago. Add that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I think the trajectory is really clear and and, and really alarming. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons for it. It's 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 kind of like pulling, you know, peeling back the layers of the onion. And yeah, I think I think I, I would love to, I love to blame Donald Trump for anything. Um, and, and I think, you know, this can, maybe that's one of the layers. Um, I also think in YouTube's instance, they are, um, really, uh, trying to appeal to their, uh, uh the mega rich corporations, quite frankly, that, that, buy, you know, multi-million dollar advertising spots mm-hmm. on the platform that support that their are afraid they're sorry that support their well-being and like their what they thrive off of. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're more interested in appeasing corporate partners than they mm-hmm. are in supporting the communities that made the platform possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's call it what it is. And, and, um, the people who suffer as a result of that are queer communities, marginalized people, kinksters, mm-hmm. um, people like us who are talking about sex, uh, artists, we're the ones that are paying the price for that. Um, and, and, you know, YouTube has kind of sold their soul, but there's also another layer. I mean, there was, the, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the FOSTA-SESTA Act. It's the, 
Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act, which um, which you know recently passed, and at its core, it's this really great um, you know mission, which is to to end. The idea is the in, intention is to um, you know limit, restrict, and sex trafficking by holding websites um, and platforms accountable. So, I mean, that was the big reason behind um, uh, Craigslist uh, removing the the personal section. Um, so, if sex trafficking is happening through your platform, then then you can be held personally responsible. Mm. That has had a lot of um, unintended consequences. I mean, the reality is, like, I, I I can't imagine that that sex trafficking is happening through the, you know, the misconnection section of, of Craigslist. No, but to um, your point, I mean, there's certainly stories I've been reading about lately about Grindr being held accountable for underage pedophilia going on and people lying about their ages or just people seeking out people right. to ultimately abuse. And and it's it's an issue, of course, that, you know, with all this, you know, and I'm using air quotes, recent technology of how we connect, how we connect and, you know, sexually or just meeting people, things are going to, the cracks are going to show. And maybe that's just, we're in that time period where all this is great, but what is this really doing? Mm -hmm. But you can't ignore back to anytime you want to blame Donald Trump and we'll get off the political moment in a second, but Things have sort of gone by, laws have been signed that we don't hear about because of his, you know, he's focusing on other things like transgenders not being allowed, you know, proper restrooms, being in the military, and they're being signed away in his administration. Mm -hmm. They just don't get the media attention, but... You know, we need to shed light on that too. It's, it's, I mean, it's a deeper conversation, obviously. And it's frustrating. <laughs> That's all I have to yeah. say. Yeah. Well, this the the this FOSTA SESTA package it, it became law on I think it was like April, it was like mid April eleventh I think two thousand eighteen right like God knows what Donald Trump had tweeted or said that day that like that people weren't really following this in in a big way but Tumblr removing porn from its platform is a d- direct result from this okay. so. You know, it's it's fundamentally changing the way that we experience the internet, and um, like, I get the importance of of obviously stopping sex trafficking, right? Like, we we can all agree on that, of but course. like, let's let's do it in a way that also you know can protect internet freedom, and mm-hmm. and that doesn't have these overreaching tentacles. And and some of the feedback that I got about my video being locked on on YouTube was that it could be you know, potentially a result of that, of this act, especially since Calvin's talking about sexual abuse and likely the decision to lock the video was done by some sort of algorithm. It was an admission that was ultimately hoping to share a little bit of his personal journey and how he doesn't want this to happen to other people. And that's what I think is frustrating to people that are creating content like yourself, like myself, like Finn and so many others that are really just trying to work on 
our, our sexuality in a positive way. And then when I go, I get frustrated, I think, sometimes because then I'll go on Instagram and I see someone's ass pic. And Jeremy, just before we on offline, just showed me of a whole Instagram site devoted to asses. And <laughs> I'm like, and yet we get taken down. I know. It's just... It's maddening. Yeah, I wish there was a better policing system to kind of decipher who's doing what versus, you know criminalizing yeah, people that are really doing good. You're right. It doesn't feel like there's a, a lot of um, consistency or, or rhyme and reason to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of these decisions, my video was not locked, I don't think, by a person who physically reviewed the video and locked it. I think it was done by a combination of things, like through an algorithm that made mm-hmm. a decision exactly. based on, you know, a lot of factors. Like systematic. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, which is Which is also... I mean, I think in this instance that was especially frustrating Mm -hmm. because it took me 36 hours to get Calvin's video back online. And in that time, I got multiple emails and messages from folks who had seen the video, um, either on my YouTube channel or on blogs, and were wondering why YouTube had removed it. And I completely get that, obviously, it is not YouTube's stance that the victims of sexual violence should be silenced. But it is the message that that sends when someone watches that video, relates to it. Maybe that's you know a story similar to their own, and then goes back to see the video only to find that YouTube has locked it. It's like it's as though the platform is saying, you know, this is a story that should not be heard. This is a voice that should not be heard, and 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 obviously, I don't think that they believe that. But it is the message that something like that sends. So I worked um, really hard for you know a day and a half. Uh, and had a lot of difficult conversations with folks at YouTube to get that video back online. Um, and the reality is, like, you know, m- most people don't have access to contacts at YouTube. Thank so that you. when something like this happens <laughs> to their video, yeah. they can't pick up the phone and say, hey, we need to get this video back online. It just forever disappears into the abyss. Yeah. And you got to think about you how know many. If anybody at Instagram, a real person, <laughs> yeah. help a brother yeah. out because we're trying to get our, our Instagram has been disabled. And so we could talk about that later. But Jeremy, yeah. you have yeah. a question and- for Davey. Yeah, so I was curious, what's your what's going on for Valentine's Day on uh, Himeros? Anything uh, special <laughs> so going switch, on switching later gears. this week? Yes, yes. let's lighten it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let me stretch myself out here. It's all <laughs> in YouTube attack mode. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I was like, oh, where's that wine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm actually, just personally, I'm going to, for... Uh, for Valentine's Day, I'm 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 going to be still here in Palm Springs, but I'm um, oh, I'm nice. going to Key West on Saturday for a week for the first time um, with my boyfriend, and we were trying to figure out um, what we would do and Go to, uh, Island House. to celebrate. Oh, What's sorry. That? You're celebrating romantically. Sorry. And this one loves it there. <laughs> I, so. I like it there. And there's a place that I stayed called Island House that you can, you don't have to stay there, but you can go for the day and um, it's clothing optional and they have a, a fun bar and restaurant and it's just a lot of fun. I've heard of this place. Yeah. It's pretty notorious, right? Yes. Very. <laughs> is there, is, is there a lot? It's like, it's, is it kind of like a bathhouse vibe? You know, it's, so it's a, it's a, I guess a a hotel essentially, or a yeah, um, like a, a be- bed and breakfast or an inn type of place. B and B, right? But, yeah. but a more uh, 
Uh, what, what do you want to call it? Vacation? Like, exactly. Yeah, it's, beachy. Um, is, it a, is it a B&B or a BB&B? It's probably that too. I mean, one of the great things... It's probably a little bit of both. They have a dark room and a, and a video room that, you know, you can kind of slip away at times and see pornographic, you know, porn and hook Or it can be with. a good cocktail by the pool. You can do cocktails by the pool. They, they host like a Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon party. It's clothing optional, but that doesn't mean everyone has to be... There's a, certainly an open door policy if you want that, but if you don't want that, you can make it what you want. And it's you know, it's so all, it can be a little bit of everything. Exactly, then. and they're very clean and and it's 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 fun. Do people do people ever like recognize you from from your podcast like while you're there? Honestly, the um, the times I've been there before, I we didn't have the podcast, so I haven't been there in a few okay. years, but we have been out more recently and Jeremy, people have come up to Jeremy. Yeah. I actually met someone at IML that uh, came up to me and just brought up our podcast. And International like, Mr. Leather. Yep. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in Chicago this past spring. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that would change your experience if you're, you know, like getting your dick sucked through a glory hole and someone comes up to you and it's like, Oh, can we get a selfie together? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I want to see who's sucking my dick. So yeah, I would no hope it was after hole, a good blowjob. I think I would be super flattered. Yeah, I think I would use it to my advantage. So people out there, <laughs> um, come up to us. We, we don't bite, and we want you to bite. <laughs> that's um, yeah, well, that's that's awesome. We're, we're staying at the Equator House, which I think is. I, my understanding is it's probably kind of similar. It's clothing optional. Um, I don't know if it's as sexually charged as Island House. It might be like a slightly more relaxed vibe. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what to expect to be fair. Like, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, is there a sling outside? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and just to finish, um, do you, I thought I read somewhere that you're doing a special on TV for Valentine's. Is that right? Or just to give yourself no. a plug for that. Oh, you're not. Okay. I thought I saw yeah. something like that. Okay. never mind. No, no. But he our has special, special plans, but you have special right. plans and that's I have special uh, plans. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to lock our phones up for an entire day. Oh wow. Um, that's a good idea. Wow. Yeah. Cause it's like, all right, do, do I buy you like a dozen roses? Like go out to dinner. All right. Great. Like that's not particularly exciting, but I think this day and age, like giving your partner the gift of your fucking undivided attention is critical like and amazing. I like that. that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea and How very long fresh. Have you guys been together? And it's free. Uh, exactly. Um, it's always I hate when people ask me this because it's it's like fourteen days. Like it's not. <laughs> it's a fairly new relationship. Oh, good. Um, but we've been dating for for over years. Just kind of we made it official a couple weeks ago in Amsterdam. So wow, love, yeah, it's love, still, love. Well, it's still much, in that butterfly, you know, phase. And well, that's still always awesome. Super yeah, you're allowed to roll your eyes at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, we we are. No, we're not. Um, yeah. But I wanted to ask you just to get into some more um, hot gay sex topics, and maybe you can chime in on your current bow, but um, I was recently thinking about it. Um, the topic of uh, have you do you um, do you like dirty sex talk and when you're in bed with somebody how does that work? When does it work? Do you have any stories? I mean, let's just ask you, Davey, right off the bat. I mean, with your current bow, um, have you found yourself getting into that dirty sex talk and do you guys like that? So, 
you know, it's funny because when I see dirty sex talk in porn, I get super fucking aroused by it. Like, I think it's just the hottest thing. And for me, like, if a guy is communicating, like, what he wants and, like, and he's just being vocal about it, that, like, totally makes my toes curl. Um, but, too. like, I, yeah, like, it's, it, it, Jeremy's like, la- silently laughing across from me right now. Why are you laughing? Because. Because why? It's funny. Okay, go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> as your toes, as your toes curl. Oh no, that's like the best thing when your toes curl. Yeah, that's when you're like, that's when you're like in it, girl. That's I when you can like feel it. Really going through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think for me, like the reality is, I'm still kind of. I feel like I'm still like in that process of, like I said, I'm, I'm walking through the door, right. With my audience and discovering this. And I think I'm still finding my voice in a way and like finding the confidence to like express what I want. And I've, I've gotten better at that, but, but there is kind of a, like a confidence in, in dirty talk that I think I'm still kind of finding. Um, so I, I think it's kind of one of those things that I'm striving for, uh, Though we did just film a video in Amsterdam and the theme was dirty talk and, and the guys oh. were really like getting into it and also affirming each other, like saying how like, you know, your fucking hole is so hot. Like I, I could eat your ass all day. Like really. Um, the guy that I've been here. hanging out with a little bit and it's, it's whatever. I won't go into too much of it, but I really, he's in San Francisco, but we were joking around with, um, saying stuff like he was saying it to me you dirty whore yeah you like that you dirty whore and I mean I kind of got I really <laughs> liked, bitch loved it. I loved it <laughs> I, mean, I like it out in that? public it's so hot like if you if you're if you've been intimate with someone like uh, Davey said he's dating this guy I think it's really there's something hot about being bad and wrong when you're out in public like fully dressed in public in front of everyone and talking dirty in someone's ear like I get Ooh, that's yeah. not what how we brought it up up, but I think that's super sexy. Oh yeah, or like, like saying a, how you're gonna fuck them later, or just eat their ass, or just something like that, like alluding to it. But you're like fully clothed, like at the grocery store or something. That goes miles for me. Yeah. Like if somebody did that to me, like the next two weeks, I'm like, you know, <laughs> glowing, Smitten over glowing here. just from that. Yeah. Well, it feels it's so naughty, right? It's like mm-hmm. that violation violation of prohibition. And yeah, Finn Finn talks about this a lot. He like he thinks like the hottest thing is like for his boyfriend to like whisper something in his ear at the movie theater and start like jerking him off through his pants or something. Oh my like, God. I love that. Yeah. Like mm. coming soon to him Rose TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you said you just did a video on that uh, recently that we can see on him Rose. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it hasn't been uploaded yet. Um, but it, it was, uh, I mean the whole concept was, was dirty talk and, um, I, I did have this instance though, when I was back in college, uh, there was a guy I was dating in Boston and, um, he was just so fucking hot and I used to drive up there. And I mean, I feel like I still don't know a lot now, but then I knew nothing and he could just really like, he was just really fucking good at making me feel good. And, uh, there was this one night where he had me kind of bent over his bed and you know when guys do kind of like the, the the credit card with their dick, like they kind of just like swiping it, swiping it across your hole, mm-hmm. like right down the crack. Um, he was doing that, and he would kind of tease before against they me. enter at all, or just like you, making you want it more. 
Right. And so he would like press his, like the tip of his dick against my hole. And as I would push back to take his dick, he would kind of pull himself back. Like he wouldn't give it to me. Yeah. Pull it away. And, and for like 20 minutes, we had this kind of back and forth going on and him just teasing me, teasing me, teasing me. And finally I was like, the girl from the exorcist, I was just like, fuck me. Fuck. <laughs> like my head was probably spinning around sideways. And, and it was like the one instance where I was able to kind of be transported into like a, a different, I don't know, headspace or something yeah. where like those walls came down and I just was fucking nasty. So that, wow, that, that's I love my story. it. That's my dirty talk story. Cool. Well, moving on with two more topics before while we have you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Once again, you're listening to Talk About Gay Sex with our special guest, Davey Wavy, creator of Himeros.tv. Um, there's a recent story that I was reading about. I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was essentially about the phenomenon that the New York Times posted recently, the New York Times, about only fans. And as we all know, uh, maybe some of us are... I. Um, members a uh, fan for two different people mainly because they've one of them's been on the show and the other one I want to be on the show and essentially the phenomenon that people are making $10,000 you know a week and essentially they're taking maybe somewhat like you Davey it, uh, the whole world into their hands. In other words, instead of just doing a porn movie for a studio and making a thousand dollars, they get to decide on their own content. And I mean, to me, I think it's all good. I mean, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about uh, OnlyFans and people? You know, what are your thoughts on that, Davey? Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's it's the same thing that YouTube did to traditional um, TV and media like ten years ago. Um, it kind of took the middleman out and gave the power to the creators directly. And um, what I have seen in the models that we filmed with, you know, either for Him Rose TV or, or um, you know, I've been doing YouTube content for 12 years and, and working with a lot of porn stars. And you see these really, you know, incredible performers who have super engaged audiences and yet they're not making enough money from the studios to make ends meet. And so, um, you know, they're trying to find other ways to, to kind of make that happen. And, and yet these studios are making all this money on the backs of these performers. Um, so like the opportunity was, was, was obvious. That's Um, true. I didn't even think of that, that if you're your own producer, you don't have to like, you don't do anything that people say, you just do what you want to do. You answer to your fans essentially. Exactly. Right. To a studio, which is nice. And I guess you could put feelers out there too for what, what content it is that they want to see. Well, one of the things that the New York Times story alluded to was that it's not just what you would consider, you know, porn style performers. It's daddies, mm-hmm. uh, twinks. A friend of mine has a whole OnlyFans page dedicated because he's like a foot dom dom. So people just he posts all these pictures and videos <laughs> of him and his feet. And so it's all over the board and I think it's refreshing. Yeah. I gave a speech at the gay VN awards, which is like the, the one of like the gay porn Oscars, right? Like, yeah. We it, talked about that on our last episode. We actually. Did. Okay. It so looked like a lot of fun. But the, um, <clears throat> the year before I was there and I gave um, a presentation about, about Himeros, um, to a room full of porn directors and producers and studio owners. 
and um, they wouldn't. I, I wanted to play a video that we had filmed. They they wouldn't let me. Apparently, you can't show gay porn at the Gay Porn Awards. Oh, um, but but I, I was describing the video, and I said it's a this really beautiful masturbation video that we did with an 84 year old Mm -hmm. and the entire audience like erupted in laughter and they thought I was making a, a a joke and, and, and I was kind of, I I mean, it wasn't the reaction that like I anticipated having from the audience. Yeah. I need to see this, but go on. I mean, in the reality for us, because they're so in their own lane of everyone's kind of just doing the same thing and, and like presenting just, I mean, obviously there's exceptions to this, but, but a lot of the studios are serving the same type of guy, mm-hmm. um, in the same type of video over and over again. And the industry is contracting and, um, you know, studios are making less and less money and <laughs> they're wondering, you know, what's, what's going on. And, and yet when someone tries something different, you know, they laugh about it. Um, and the reality was that video that we did was, one of the biggest sources of new members for us that people were so excited and found it so refreshing to see a model who looked more like themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and older, let's be real. Like who's buying porn memberships. It's not 20 year olds. Yeah. Um, and, and to go to a site and yeah, still see some of those 20 or 30 year olds, but to also see a reflection of themselves. Yeah. But that's refreshing um, that it's also a, in this case, like very realistic. And I guess that could make some people feel uncomfortable and like cause some people to laugh at that. But I don't find it like a really laughable uh, topic of video. I find it actually kind of interesting and it would be less of what you would see. Like you said, a lot of the videos would in some cases blend together or have a lot of similarities where this would kind of stand out or be something different, which makes it interesting. And let's be honest, we're yeah. an ageist society and really often in the gay world. And it's refreshing to see that, you know, if you do any search on statistics, we're living longer, mm-hmm. you know, we're taking care of ourselves. So it just stands to reason that we're going to be sexual longer. And why deny that whole, you know, we've our first, our first sponsor was Rev, which is helping people keep it up longer mm-hmm. and through erectile dysfunction. And so why not show that to show that we can be sexual at any age? And, and if you look at just for fans or only fans and you look at the top performers on a given day in, in the, ma- the male or gay section of the site, like it's not people who, I mean, bless his heart. He's, he's, he's beautiful and sexy. Calvin Banks, like, you know, is, is what, like 21 years old with a nine inch dick, the people who, who are the top performers on, on these sites who are making the most money are not people who look like Calvin Banks and, and a lot of the porn stars that we're used to seeing. It's not um, as predictable as you're saying. Right. It's, Rocco it's, Steele it's is one of my favorites and he, I'm, no, he is not 20. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, studios might not be aware of the opportunity, but I think models are, are definitely seeing it. And I predict what's going to happen long-term is that, you know, if, if someone is, has 2000 subscribers and they're getting $10 a month from them, um, they're making enough money that sure they can film some content on their iPhone, but they could also potentially do their own shoot if they want to mm-hmm. and create a production schedule. Mm-hmm. And, um, and no so one they can, can really use- stop them. I think as, as long as you're adhering to age guidelines and so forth, I think you have to prove that you're 18, of course, to subscribe to one of these yeah. 
fan pages and of course unlike you won't fall into the constrictions of what we're seeing in Tumblr and everything else because it's you're buying into the membership I and mean, we have mm-hmm. our Patreon page that you know you don't have to become a member but if you do you're opting in if you will to extra content mm-hmm. and this is the same thing and it it's I find it is probably really empowering for those that have probably felt, you know, they didn't have a lot of voice yeah. in an industry like porn that controls them. You could also just invest in a really good camera and a good light and, I mean, yeah. make your production like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that goes a long way. But I, I, I do think, like, as as models are making more and more money from, from OnlyFans, they're probably going to create um, content that's a little bit more polished. I, I think some people really enjoy the iPhone, you know, shots and I can imagine OnlyFans accounts where they kind of serve a combination of of, of amateur and professional content. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the direction it's going to go. Um, but it does require you as a model, to, I mean, just as having a YouTube channel, you can be great at, at making content, but you also have to market yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of become a business person. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the empowering so part I think I'm talking about. It's somewhat entrepreneurial. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, um, which also you- means though there will be certain people that can't do it. You of have course, to have a, yeah. A, a, yeah. Well, that's the, that's, that's not everyone's going to be Justin Bieber. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, while we have you, I, f- I promise final topic, we'll keep it short. You are in the hot seat, Davey Wavy. So final question for you is, have you ever been spied on, been caught, or spied on anyone masturbating? And before you answer that question, I live here in New York City, and (laughs) true confessions here, I have these windows that face uh, a major avenue, and... There's this building across the street, and it's a business building, and I was having fun the other day (laughs) by myself, and I was kind of freaking out that, oh, my God, is somebody looking at me? And I was in a panic state and didn't know what to do. Well, I care, Jeremy. Anyway... Question to you: Have you ever been on this, or, or you know, been spied on or been caught? Well, wait did it did it tur- did it turn you on? Like that, knowing that someone was you know, he sounds or, like he got way too you nervous. Know, for me, and- if, if you if people that listen to the show know a little bit about me or my friends, that I need proper lighting. We might as well just say in hair and makeup. Yeah, so he I was need, all in his head in this situation. I, I already value. know. I'm former actor, performer, and I'm a really good performer when I know I'm on stage. But I need to know preparation when I'm on is stage. Key. <laughs> I need a director to say you're on. Sorry, this is my world that's been set up since I was a little yeah. boy as a gymnast. And but so no, I wasn't. But okay. given I could be. E- yeah, I feel like we just worked through some shit there. We did. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I pour myself another glass of wine. Exactly. And roll my eyes. And roll yeah. your eyes, right. So, okay, so to answer your question, um, uh, in fact, y- yes, uh, I owe my entire career to um, my masturbating neighbor who I saw when I was living in Toronto. Um, it was... 12 years ago, it was right when I started my YouTube channel. The eighth video I made was about uh, my neighbor who every day at 4 p.m., he would pull out his laptop, he'd sit in the window, and um, and I could see him. I was in a high rise, but the way that it was shaped, I could see into some of the other units and I could see his room. 
and he would put his feet up on either side of his laptop. I think he was probably a webcam boy in hindsight. Oh, um, so I've so never really met anyone show else that he had to. Yeah, because that sounds a little strategic. So now it's especially like 4 p.m. A 4 p.m. production yeah. call time. I get that. Shut so up. Every day. Every day at 4 p.m. Yeah, John, run you through don't the window. This production talk. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was super hot and had this beautiful, beautiful, intact dick. And so I, I, made a, um, I made a YouTube video about it and I titled it I Caught My Neighbor Masturbating. And turns out, Apparently, a lot of people search for that on YouTube. <laughs> and people found my channel and started subscribing. And that was really, it was my eighth video. That's the video that really put me on the map. Um, and I don't, had I not made that, um, that video, and had I not seen my neighbor masturbating, I probably would have never been doing what I'm doing right now. So let me just get this right. You became famous but your neighbor didn't become famous for actually doing the act. But you, I love that. That's brilliant. No, inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Don't, don't let anyone ever tell you that nothing good comes from jerking off because <laughs> I, I built my entire career on someone else doing it. And how long did that last? <laughs> like how many times or just in general, would you like tune in at 4 PM every day to be by the window or how did that work? Yeah, oh, of course. I was like, I was Obsessed. like, Whatever you had I was going like, on, you, you blocked out four to five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would try to like, I, I, I would try to get his attention. And I think just the way I could look down and see him, but I don't think he could see me as easily. Mm-hmm. I did everything short of like shining a laser light into that boy's eyes to like, to let him know that I was watching him. He I was like, focused. Washing the windows, yeah. like doing doing anything I could. He knew you were in the studio audience, but he had a job to do. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he was completely o- oblivious um, to it. So he never, I he never figured him. it out. And I never oh, met him. That's really hot. But it's yeah. funny that 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 put you on the map because I'm sure, just in general, like just hearing that makes turns people on the idea. Yeah, the voyeurism, like, mm-hmm. see, it's, it's, and it's, again, it's that, like, the, the, like, it's naughty, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's being you know, a bad boy. Not, yeah, you're doing, doing something it. wrong. Yeah. Well, good wrong. Societally considered <laughs> wrong. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This has been so fun. Dave, we've kept you long enough, and we really thank you for being on our show. Talk about gay my sex. Um, people should go to himeros.tv, correct? And how should they follow you? Yeah, you can go to himeros.tv forward slash special because uh, we're having uh, three months for the price of one if you guys are interested in that. And the easiest way to follow me is probably on uh, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Just type in Davey Wavy, D-A-V-E-Y-W-A-V-E-Y. Uh, and Himeros TV is H-I-M-E-R-O-S, like him and eros.tv. Love it. Excellent and happy Valentine's Day to you and your new bow. We wish you a lot. Thank you. I know. I'll be with my friends. Um, but you in Key West, um, I want to report afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Davey. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on all social media platforms at Talk About Gay Sex and become a member if you want to support us and get extra special sexy perks on our new Patreon page. The Patreon page where you become a member and support us and get extra special perks at different tiers. 
perks include things like our after show that's called Dark and Dirty, my new upcoming confessional where I go to the confessional and really lay it all out for you. I mean, lay it out. And of course, imagery that is for your eyes only. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Until then, continue having hot gay sex.